find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me, as always, is Maris, because it's Maris Monday. Hello. Hi. Yeah. So today, uh, we're doing a little bit of an experiment. I mean, I guess. I want to do some personal stories. Uh, y'all liked that last time, and I have lots. Well, I we're we're in a weird position because number one, I feel like our podcast is doing insanely good, considering we're a really young podcast and we don't know what we're doing, and we're ma- literally made out of our bedroom. And uh, but it's getting so popular and everything, like people really like us. But who are we? Who? We're not like professional comedians, so I feel like we could be. Maybe I don't know. To be fair, to let everyone know, and in my youth, I did I did stand up several times. I did nothing of the sort. No, I you sat wouldn't. down. Yeah, you sat down, not stand up. No, yeah. <laughs> and you're really introverted. Yes, but I'm weird. I'm a weird. I've been told that my entire life. Can confirm, you're a weird dude. Uh, I'm an artist. I went to art college for four years and then dropped out because I got freaked out by my thesis. I would have had a degree otherwise in oil painting. I come from a Catholic family. I'm number six of seven. That's a lot. And, um, uh, and, but I've been in, I guess we've been paying our bills through our art for about 10 years, but we're not like anybody Mm-mm. Important. No. <laughs> but like we decided to do a podcast to get our art and our writing more reach. But we're also just interesting to listen to, I guess. I think so. Uh, I really like true crime and I really like the paranormal. I consume both in the form of podcast and like YouTube every day for like my entire life. Yeah. It started for me with Coast to Coast AM when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want to do something like that someday. So here I am. Yeah. Doing it. We're we're also queer. Like I, I'm a. Oh, yeah. I was assigned female at birth, but I've been on testosterone for ten years. Yeah. So and there's so my traniversary is what I call it is <laughs> May 29. I, that's why I celebrate my real birthday is the day I start testosterone. But yeah. either way, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> either way. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's the month of my birth. My birthday was actually yesterday. That's cool. But, yeah. uh, that's why we're not taking this too seriously. We're just no. This we is wanna... a BS. Get BS to know it because we have a lot more listeners. We've kind of doubled our audience in the past couple months. And the last time we did one of these more personal takes was a few months back. It was probably about four or five months back. So I feel like now's a good time to do another one. I won't do these all the time. No, it just uh, I just feel like because we got so many new people. Yeah. And they're listening to us for I mean, we're honored, honestly. Oh, yeah, that's rad as hell. Because I don't know. Uh. I just never thought anyone would care what I had to say. Same. I, I definitely felt very unvoiced for a long time because like, I we're not good at social media is another no. part of it. Like if you're an artist, you also have to somehow be a social media expert in this day and age. I feel like we missed the boat. We're like a few years too old. Yeah, I was born in 83. 79. Yeah. And so yeah. we just we missed everything and got the worst of it all. <laughs> I'm good. It's very uplifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm going to give a, a little bit of background. Uh, basically, how this podcast started. I want to talk about that because I've never really talked about that. Yeah, do it. You're good at talking. Back when I was a ghost tour guide, um, 
before the pandemic, about I'm in two, 2018 and 19, uh, leading up till 2020, uh, I worked at the Crescent Hotel, which is America's famous, most, famous, famous haunted. for being haunted as hell. Um, America's most haunted hotel. And we know that cause that's the copyright. They trademarked that phrase. They sure did. Which is cool. Now, it's cool. Crescent It's cool. I'm not like making fun of them or anything. I'm a little bit. Uh, I don't, I mean, cause there's how do you measure such a thing? They got the most ghost by volume. <laughs> no, it's, it is really haunted, though. I really believe that. Um, I had a lot of weird like, things go on while I worked there. And I only worked there briefly because, uh, well, I don't want to talk shit, but bleh. And so I went to work for another ghost tour company, which I also won't talk shit about. But <laughs> we have multiple in the town of Eureka Springs. Yeah, it's haunted. Multiple ghosts. It's a booming industry, the ghosts. It, it a is? A booming industry. Oh, honey. That's they, terrible. The, 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 the tea bags, they like it. They're here for it. All right. So, yeah, I um, I was told by a lot of the guests on the ghost tour that it would be super rad if maybe I did a podcast because they loved my storytelling. Right. You're a good and storyteller. Thank you. And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Now, my next door neighbor is also my best friend, Willow. Willow, right. Yes. And Willow, I got her a job there, and she had worked at the Crescent before, too. Mm -hmm. And so we were, I was like, hey, I, I don't think I want to do a podcast all by myself. I mean, and I I just never feel very confident in my speaking abilities. No. Like I do have a stutter, and I have dyslexia so bad that my words come out backwards i i got that diagnosed as an adult if you remember when we lived in tulsa yes so i did not think i would be a good co-host <laughs> no. and you know i'm not gonna push him or anything i thought he'd be fine but i asked willow in about 2019 i was like hey let's do a podcast together and willow looked at me like i was from jupiter well she wasn't like listening to she podcasts. had never listened to a podcast well fast forward to 2020 no one has a job and everything's miserable like dystopian wreck and she started listening to podcasts you can't do ghost tours if there's a plague not a good idea. Nope. No. And so she was like, hey, you know what? And this was last year. She was like, maybe we should do a podcast. I think we should. And I was like, I've been saying. And she does photography, so she she's artsy as well. Like yes. that, That's what she leans on is her photography, if anyone wants to check that out on the internets. Yes, and I will I will talk about all of our links yeah, at the end. because we so. do a lot of stuff. We do, and we'll talk about that, but let's yeah. finish okay. this okay, story. Sorry. You're fine. And, uh, yeah, so I said, hey, okay, and she wanted to do true crime, which is yeah, fine by me. I like true crime. I wanted to do more of a paranormal uh, podcast, but... Yeah, true crime, and I thought we'll have a we'll we'll do a paranormal episode every once in a while. This is before we decided to do Maris Mondays, mm -hmm. and Willow was brainstorming and came up with the name Cruelty Podcast, and I that was like, you all, know yeah, what? That was a cool name. That I she got, got the chills because yep. I was like, that's amazing. And Willow made our logo, which I also really love. It looks like Willow, I think, mm -hmm. which is funny. Yeah. Um, and then as we kind of went along, I started doing an extra episode. Uh, for paranormal stuff. And then it, something happened like Willow couldn't record that day. So I just threw you in there and mm -hmm. it was great. So yeah. that's how Maris Monday was born. Well, I, I am a, a silly bitch. Like I am funny, but like You're I just didn't funny. think I was like a speaker. You're all right. I think if we have each other to play off of, I think if you had to get up in front of a crowd, it I couldn't go, do this by myself. It would go very badly. There'd be no show. There, there would not be a show. No. no. But together... And with the power of love or something. Well, that's true. Because we, we've been married. We got legally married in 2015 when they made gay marriage okay. Yes. For a minute. But we got together in 2013. That is right. Yeah. So it's almost been, it's like nine and a half years. Yeah. Which is pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, our little love story, I'm going to, I've told it a lot before, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to condense it. Okay. We met on World of Warcraft on a role play server. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed. Oh, I am. I'm well, a nerd. I don't. I don't deal with WoW now. It's ESO for me. Elder, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we started role playing together, and then we thought this story is too cool for how dumb WoW is. Yeah. So we started writing our own books, and in the process of writing our first book together, whoa, we fell in love. We didn't know each other's age or gender or anything, but we just mm -hmm. liked how each other wrote. Yes. 
and I'm a big uh, slut, and I don't. I don't care. I don't even think pansexual applies to me. I just, I have this ambivalence. I just don't care what anyone's anything is. I knew I was a secret trans because like all my characters that I played on World of Warcraft were male. Yeah. And that's just because that's how I wanted to be. Yes. But the world is strange and cruel and I didn't think it could be. But here we are. Yeah. And it was through a lot of... A lot of work and work. therapy and therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we worked out just fine and yeah. it's very cute now. And, uh, it's, that's just how that worked. And another key component in our podcast is my oldest will, mm-hmm. uh, non-binary. So they, them please. Mm-hmm. And will, is a musician. He's like, like crazy talented. Like yeah, they're they're really talented. Guitar genius. Yes. Guitar. Yeah. And started producing their own work at about age fifteen, and so Will had some production skills under their belt. If you notice, our audio quality in the beginning is not the best. It was literally done by a, a, a child. A child. <laughs> and uh, in addition, we just didn't have great equipment. That's changed. We got better equipment. We right. could still use better mics but we're working on that and will really learned audio production for podcasts in particular producer will producer will has done a great job so that's who makes the podcast go Mm -hmm. and people have asked if like we're scripted or not kind of no i mean i do an outline of what i'm going to talk about and i pull my research from books documentaries, other podcasts. And in my show notes, I always credit these places. And uh, right now I haven't found a good place to put show notes other than Patreon. I'm going to start making those posts public with just the notes and the photos Mm -hmm. so that you don't need, you shouldn't have to pay to see the show notes and the photos in my opinion. Is it check your research? Is that what that's for? Yes. Uh, Because I mean, there's been some ethical concerns in the true crime podcasting community with uh, plagiarism, and uh, well, I don't do that. I'm a writer. We, Why would we I started do that? off as writers. Like yeah. that's how you and I met. I don't. I didn't take my writing seriously. Like for me, role play was just for fun. But you, like, you just like how I wrote a lot. But yeah. you, you like sold stuff on Amazon. Like you made a living with writing. Yes. So you know what you're doing there. I've been traditionally published too. Like lots of short you stories. You did lots of ghost writing. Like when, like when we I started was, our relationship, yes. that's how you made your money was ghost writing. I was a ghost writer for a couple years. Um, and I, you know, people always ask, well, "What'd you write?" I can literally not. You can't. Tell you. There's non-disclosures. That's why yes. it's called ghost writing. I would it, be sued. It, I mean, the Crescent Hotel, like that's a different kind of ghost than the ones that write. <laughs> yes, it's a completely different kind of ghost. And now, um, a lot of ghosts in your career. That's our background. So that's out of the way. So how did I get interested in the paranormal? Well. We I've have had, stories. I've had experiences since I can literally remember. I think you should start off that you have the weird alien blood. Like, you literally have it. I'm RH negative. And you have epilepsy. And that they, yes. like, uh, the ghost bros in leather jackets always say that, like, that's <laughs> the attraction of the paranormal. And you're a witch. So, like, what the fuck? You are just ghosts all around you. Well, I'll give a little background on that. So, yeah, I have temporal lobe epilepsy. It reared its head when I was eight years old. Uh... It's it's been in my family for generations. Uh, it's it's a congenital, pretty much. It just you know inherited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I always look at my any experiences I have with a really skeptical eye because I do hallucinate sometimes with seizure auras. Right. So like yeah. whenever you had an experience, we always say, well, you, I guess you could have been seizury. Yeah, it's entirely possible. It, the ones I, I usually tell people about are ones that have happened frequently enough to where I felt well and didn't have a seizure or there were witnesses. I have lots of those. So if I tell you a story, I do not think I was experiencing any seizure activity during the time. Whenever I I have seen some of your seizures, they're not grand mall seizures. Not all. You just sort of zone out a lot. Yeah. So like we try to we medicate you and keep that under wraps in that way. You know, so but we, we, we you know try to take care of your epilepsy. We know your triggers. Yes. You have like a soy sauce, like anything with the estrogen. Can make you see that's a little controversial, uh, but, but I've we, we know from our experience it, yeah, from your body, like anything uh, heavy in soy, uh, blood sugar issues. Like, if I don't eat, um, I'll 
I can. If have you a get seizure. too warm, like if, if you get too hot. hot, if I get really scared or really upset, it can be seizure. Yeah. 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 Uh, sometimes a really loud noise, mm-hmm. uh, like a startle, seat, and like some occasionally strobing lights. Although it has to be pretty intense, mm-hmm. like more intense than a, a police lights, for example. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about my epilepsy for no. Well, I mean, it's just something you have, and it I think I, bring, I, I feel like it does have to do with your paranormal activity. I do too. Um, a lot of epileptics uh, have reported uh, paranormal stuff going on. So as for the witchcraft, it's not like, yeah, I'll say I'm a witch, but I like, I don't know. I was really shit on in the 90s and my teen years for Mm -hmm. it. And so I've always kind of had that. It's not fear. I just don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a different world now and I'm older and I don't care anymore. So I'll talk about it. But basically, uh, I got into witchcraft at the age of 12 Mm -hmm. because I was being bullied in school really, really bad. Um, I wanted to find a way to, like, feel better and make people leave me alone. And I tried church because I was raised completely secular, like... Or is it non-secular? I don't know the term. Uh, secular. Yeah, secular. I was raised completely secular with no Jesus or nothing. I never went to church as a kid. So I started going to a Unitarian church, and I would pray in the shower before school while I was crying, saying, you know, please, God, make the bullies stop throwing rocks at my head and other mean stuff. Right. Yeah. And, well, nothing happened. Right. And so I was like, well, that's bullshit. So I'm going to try other stuff. And I went to the library, mm-hmm. and black magic was very appealing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of books they got in there? Well, all of them. Dang, like that's a know. sweet library. <laughs> Not all the books ever, but they have a wide variety of... And, you know, I looked into Wicca, and it was just too nice for how I felt. Right. Um, it was like, so mote it be, and be kind, and here's some plants. And I was like, eh. I kind of want them to, like, choke on their breakfast. Something bad. Yeah, so I got into uh, the Lesser Key of Solomon and the Ars Goetia. That, that's some that's some heavy stuff there. And and then crazy shit happened, wow. like you do. You yeah. know, it's like I don't know if you mess with a turd, you get shit on you. Right. And I didn't know what I was doing because again, I wasn't raised with the concepts of like the devil really so much or demons or any of that. In the book I had, that was kind of an interpretation of the Lesser Key of Solomon because it's some dry read. Let's be honest. It doesn't make any sense. I've looked at it. It's really wackadoo. So somebody else had written a book on how to use it in a more, you know. I like their illustrations, though. They are fun. (laughs) And so they were called Good Familiar Spirits. And I'm like, well, it says good right there. Yeah. It good. It didn't mean good like little halo. It meant useful. Yeah. it, It had good bang for its buck. Yeah, this one'll do stuff if you ask it to. Jeez. So yeah, I I set up a weird I had this really amazing walk in closet growing up. And I set up a weird altar in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of it calls for sacrifice of things, but I'm not so about that. No. So I took my babysitting money and I bought lamb at the store. <laughs> But, hey, it worked because it was a sacrifice to me. It was my money. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't buy, like, my art supplies with it or whatever dumb video game I wanted or, you know. So what'd you do? Well, I cursed some folks. Dang. And it worked. The kid, um, his name was Jeff Brown, and if you're listening, sorry, fuck you, Jeff. Jeff. Oh, oh no, we're still mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He really tortured me. I understand. I got picked on real bad when I was a kid too. Tortured me. He was so mean to me. Um, humiliated me. Uh, pulled my pants down. What a dick. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Jeff. Fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff was on the playground. And he fell out of the monkey bar things. There was like a big yeah, playset thing. They were stuff was and he not broke safe. his arm. Yeah. And I literally never saw him again. He transferred schools immediately after that. Well, that worked. Well, that's what twelve year old me thought. Yeah. And I went, Hell yeah. Becky, and I don't remember her last name, but she was on the cheerleading team, was next. Mm-hmm. And Becky got mono. Oh dang. So I was just convinced, look, this could all be coincidences, y'all. It was a craft when you were growing up. 
Well, this is before the craft. Yeah. So I win because then it did change in high school because I accidentally started a cult. God damn it. Yeah. I, it wasn't my goal. Like, the craft came out, the movie. Right. Yeah. And so I was goth by this time. I started dressing in goth clothes at about 14 because a guy who worked at Denny's was goth and I thought he was hot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got to be that. See, it's like Dark City was like my fashion. Like, that's how I wanted to look. Movie's fucked up. I know it's my favorite it's movie. It's not even very good. Yeah, but and the crow, like I, I didn't care for the movie, but it looked cool. It did look cool, but I was boy when it came out. Everybody with that crow makeup. Oh, get I didn't like the makeup. That's too. That's too much juggalo for me. As I call it, that's face painting. Yeah, that's face painting goth, and we ain't doing that. No. Mm-mm, that's Halloween goth. We're not, we're, it's not a, mm-mm. anyway, I was very witchy. I was doing tarot card readings. Mm-hmm. I read like the satanic Bible just to be edgy. I was listening to the cure and Depeche mode a lot. And so girls went out and saw the movie, the craft and they came back from that movie forever changed. And they're like, okay, we're all witches now. Hell yeah. And they were like, we're into Wicca. And I said, and I was like, what? Wicca. And if you're Wicca, y'all, that's fine. It's just not my thing. But I was a very edgy teenager. And I was like, I've got something better. And it's called the occult. Wow. You were just like the hardcore. I was like, have you heard of the cult of the Golden Dawn? And like these girls were like, no. And so. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know about Aleister Crowley? I hate Aleister Crowley and he's a shitbag human, but that that shit they did together works. They may have summoned a. Maybe we should do it. I'm going to do a deep dive on him. I'll do an episode on that fucking shitbag coke addict one of these days. Right. I think he summoned a demon out of. He fucked a goat. That. And I think he summoned a demon straight out of the pyramid or something (laughs) of Egypt. (laughs) Yeah. And then he talked to, like, what was it, Lem or Lamb, that, like, alien? Yeah, Len, I think. It was Lem. Lem. With an M. Uh, Yeah, so I started, I kind of had cobbled together my own practice at this point. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't following the books anymore. You were you were just freestyling it, which is a mistake. There, that is, <laughs> it's just a mistake. So I I also believed, God damn, this is so dangerous. What is and wrong stupid, with you? A lot that taking drugs helps. No, it doesn't. Listeners, don't do it. I mean, the Dare hey. program. Remember. Oh no, Dare was just like which. It's like a catalog of which ones I want to do next. Oh God. But and Gruff McGruff, McGruff, what is that dog? The crime dog. Gruff McGruff, that's not the (laughs) name of the fucking dog. This is why I don't have a show. Yeah. No, I invited a bunch of these girls, and they were like, we had some skater girls, some raver girls, we had a couple cheerleaders. They were twins, and I thought that added to our magic. Got like you have to have like three, like a triangle. I wish I had triplets, but I had twins. Yeah. And we only had allowed one dude in there. Giovanni, who I'm still friends with on Facebook. Shout and out we to did Giovanni. some fucked up shit. Right, that's cool. Just a bunch of fu- I don't want to get too into it because these people are alive, mostly. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, after that, my house became so haunted. Tell the story about the doorknobs. That's my favorite story. Well, this happened since I was a kid. So anyway, I started a cult. It exploded. Some people died, and it was fine. It's over now. Um, but the doorknobs. I love this story. Ever since I've been a kid, everywhere I've ever lived, doorknobs fall off. And I don't mean they're like loose a little bit. It's and, happened at this house. The front door ha- yeah, has come doorknob off. Fell it's off. been a long time, but I, I fixed it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but like some weird spooky stuff will happen. And then the next day, a doorknob is either literally missing, it's gone, or the doorknob will be on the ground and the screws are gone, Mm -hmm. but it's just fucking broken. My my interpretation is like that doors and doorknobs is is a symbol for like a gateway. That means something is communicating that it's either in, in your house. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, right after I did all that stuff with my little coven, uh, slash cult, (laughs) like the radio would come on by itself and it would talk to me. Oh no, that's fucked up. It'd be like, I'll drink your blood and kill you. It was like saying nasty, weird stuff. You could unplug it and it would still do it. Right. Um, the house next door caught on fire. Yeah. It was under construction, too. And I saw the fire from, you could see, like, the into the, like, kitchen window of this right. house from my bedroom window. And I saw the fire start. 
That's fucked up. Spontaneously out of nowhere. Well, I mean, maybe electrical if they're doing construction They had not put the electric in yet. I don't fucking know then. Yeah, I don't know either. It was just still like stilts, you know, like framed. And that's about it. And it like almost burnt down entirely. Um, Like there would be really loud footsteps in the hall. What the weirdest thing that kept happening, though, is the front doorbell would ring. Mm -hmm. Someone would knock on the door and it would happen precisely at 3 a.m. And it would happen every other day. (laughs) Where my dad started going to the door with a shotgun. (laughs) Yeah. This was Oklahoma. And you could see the outline of a person standing there. But when you opened the door, Mm -hmm. no one would be there. And so on the night of the doorknobs, multiple disappearing from the house at once, there was a loud knock at the door like the cops. You know, mm-hmm. the cop knock, like thud, 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 yeah, thud, thud. Cab. And it just kept going over and over and over and over. My dad answered the door. All the lights in the house, the electric went out. Uh-oh. It's 3 a.m. And then you hear this crash. Yep. When the, and the lights came back on. The thudding stopped. And there's a doorknob. In the middle of our ceramic tile floor in the entryway, it had shattered the tile from the force of hitting it. And the doorknob was from the upstairs guest bedroom. But who was phone? But who was phone? Uh, my dad blamed me. Right. Because that's what he does. Well, you, you are messing with stuff. Not like that. He's like, why did you throw the doorknob on the ground? And I'm like, I don't even know how to remove a doorknob. What do you talk? Why would I do that? I mean, right. 17, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And... It just never stopped after that. It was just weird noises, cold spots. I'd wake up with scratches all over me. My best friend, Rachel Craig, from high school, Mm -hmm. she had been staying the night. And she woke up in the night and she said there was like literally a monster over her. And she had scratches all up her thighs in three sets of threes. That's messed up. Yeah, they were bleeding. Like it really, there were bites on her too. So I was like, well... I'm going to stop. And so I stopped for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the, the haunting, though, never really, it just kind of moved with me wherever I went. But I would say the Tulsa house, the last house I lived in before this one in, in Eureka Springs, um, was the most haunted place I've ever lived in. Yeah. And that, and like as far as supernatural goes, like I, I grew up Catholic. But and I have one like core memory from when I was still in a crib of something creepy happening. But other than that, literally nothing happened to me. I've never had any shadow people experiences growing up. Nothing. So I became very atheist like you do when you grow up Catholic. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I went to like Catholic high school and everything. And I've been confirmed and all that stuff. But when I. Went to go be with you in 2013 when we met on World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I went to go live with you in the Tulsa house. You were an atheist too. You didn't I was an atheist. None of that shit. But so many weird things happened. <sighs> so like, many. Uh, my two big experience takeaway from there. There were many, many little ones that I don't really remember. But my two big takeaway experiences from the Tulsa house was that big black cloud. I was fucked up. And when I. This is the only time in my entire life where I saw apparition when I saw a ghost in our bedroom. And we think it's your grandpa, but I didn't mm-hmm. get a look at the Well, face. you saw a gray suit and a red tie. Yes, that is what my clearly. grandfather was buried like in. Like a person standing in the bedroom when I walked in. There was a person standing there. Here's some, here's some fuckery that happened in that house that I haven't told before. So okay. I used to dream about my grandpa all the time after he passed away. Right before he died, I sat down in his... He was getting ready to be transferred to rehab. He perforated a bowel on the way to rehab, and that's why he died. He just did not want to be in a nursing home. Right. So he took himself out. I'm convinced, Mm -hmm. like, by sheer force of will. But he told me, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I was really sad because it was really close to my grandpa, only member of my family I liked. And I said, well, Grandpa, if you die, can you haunt my house? And, like, come to me in a dream. Do whatever you can. I just want to know you're okay. Because, y'all, I don't know if any of you have experienced this. If you've had a paranormal experience and you know it happened, but then a couple years pass, you start doubting yourself. I still do. Uh, Yeah, you do that all the time. Yeah, all the time. I don't anymore because I feel like it's rude. Um, to the phenomenon, <laughs> but like, and I, it doesn't need any excuse to fuck me up. That's how I feel about it. So I'm respectful. Uh, but grandpa was like, you know, ah, yeah. Okay. Immediately after he died, 
strange things started happening in my house. Um, he always went to Quick Trip, and that's a gas station in like Oklahoma and Texas. And he would get himself like the cappuccino drink, mm-hmm. but because he was the oldest, cheapest man, he would save the styrofoam. Cup. I feel that. I feel that. I, 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 he wouldn't I get... even rinse it out. He just took a dirty old napkin out of his car. Grandpa was gross. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. I feel my grandpa in my soul that so, way. So to let you guys know, like how me and my grandpa interacted, he came over to my house almost every day. He would bring my kids dinner and toys because he liked to spoil them. Mm -hmm. And he would feed my dogs and hang out with me. Right. Good grandpa. Oh, he was awesome. That's what he did every single day. And there he was with his cappuccino cup. And he kept a spare one in my garage. Mm -hmm. He was always fiddling in my fucking garage. He would, like, take stuff from his house and store it in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Grandpa was silly. Uh, Like, his little projects he wanted to work on and stuff. And... So after he died, I was in my garage looking at the kind of he hoarded it out, honestly, at the mess he'd left in it. Thanks, Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. And I noticed one of his little quick trip cups. And I I was so sad. Now, y'all, there's no wind in this garage. There's no AC or anything. The cup started rolling back and forth. Like tipping? It was on its side, but it started like rocking back and forth. Oh, it was on its side. Okay, yeah. And then it rolled off, hit the ground. And rolled to my foot. That's cool. I thought that was cool. Another, and I used to have dreams about him all the time. He was saying he was fine. And he tried to explain to me how the afterlife worked. It was very confusing. Um, But the coolest thing that happened is I had a dream about him. And it was the last dream about my grandpa I ever had. Mm -hmm. To this day, I've never dreamed about him again. He told me this is the last time I can visit you. Mm -hmm. And that it's hard to visit when you're dead to visit alive people anyway. Yeah. He knew that I was okay because you were there. Oh. And that he said, now check under your car for the rabbits. This was so crazy. And I this woke literally up. happened. <laughs> I woke up <laughs> and I told Maris the dream because I remembered it. Yeah. And I said, what does check under the car for the rabbits mean? And we thought, well, maybe we should check under the car. We went outside, and there were two fucking rabbits. Now, they weren't wild Domestic rabbits Domestic rabbits. They were floppy-eared rabbits. The long-eared, the, I don't know what they're called, but they were the, the long-eared, yeah, floppy, domestic, floppy, ra- like pet rabbits. rabbits. Yeah. yeah. Lop-eared rabbits. Yes, that's it. And the, one was white and brown, and the other one was brown. Yes. And they were, we didn't even have that hard of a time catching them. I caught them both. Yeah. Uh, weirdly, it was, it, I mean, they did give me chase, but not that bad. Um, but and then, unfortunately, the the brown and white one passed away soon after. We thought they were old. Yeah, and then um, I think we rehomed the brown warm. one. We did rehome the brown yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but weird. It was weird. Like, Check under the car for, for the rabbits, rabbits, and there was and two there domestic they, rabbits. Yeah, there they were. That happened. It was just. I mean, I guess you could say coincidence or whatever. And here's another big coincidence. So my grandfather bought the house. Yes, he purchased the house in Tulsa for you. Uh, right after I had Will. Mm-hmm. And I was 24, 23. I was still 23. Mm-hmm. And he had given me the address. I didn't even, he didn't even like, he just bought it. He didn't right. even tell me. They, so I didn't did get to pick thing. it out. Yeah. And it was a distressed property. He wanted to work on it. But since I had the address, I thought, I'm going to go look at it. I'm going to go drive and see it. That's when I saw those fucking rabbits the first time. You think you did? I know it. They were hopping around um, by the like grasses you turn into the neighborhood, and I had thought, oh no, somebody's pets got out. Yeah, but it was it was cold. It was like March, and I didn't want to get out. I was had a baby in the car. I felt like since I, I lived with you in that tall house for three years, I thought I had seen the brown and white rabbit before in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. But it was just under our car at that time, and Two I did them. catch them. There's like photographs of it. it was yeah, like we do have pictures ago. of this because I we started documenting shit. Twenty fourteen or so, and so. Right when I move into the neighborhood, when he did that nice thing for me, and it is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. Without my grandpa, I don't we know what. We have this house we here wouldn't in Eureka. Have yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, and those rabbits kind of heralded him in and and out. That's so crazy. I know, but it meant a lot to me, and like I, I'll never forget it. Yeah. You know, he, he proved to me, I mean, I've had near death experiences, so I already believed in life after death. But he proved to me that it was nice. Mm-hmm. And not anything to be scared of. Yeah. And that he was okay. Yeah. And that's what meant a lot to me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that he approved of you, too. Like, that was the message. I was okay. I didn't need him anymore. Yeah. Because I had you. Right. Well, 
You always will. <laughs> well, I better. Yes, of course. I would hunt you down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's healthy. It's a healthy relationship. It's good. Yeah. It's not codependent at all. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was, I would say, one of the nicer experiences I had at the house. We've had many, many bad ones. Should we tell about the the big black cloud? Uh, we've told that okay. one before. If you want to go back and hear about the giant black cloud we saw while driving, mm-hmm. um, you can go check out. Uh, I'll link the, that episode in the description of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the story I want to tell is how Val, Valentine is my middle child. Yes. They are 17. Also, About to be 18. They're using they, them right now yeah. also. So we can respect the pronouns. They had experiences in that house. Yeah. What they saw was out there bedroom window which out looked out into the backyard which mm-hmm. always gave me the fucking heaves it was a very way. creepy backyard for really some reason was. all it was was a big square it scared the shit out of me yeah uh anyway val would see a white mask face yeah nondescript just had eye holes and a mouth hole that's so crazy and it creepy. just floated in the window and stared at them no yeah sorry about the nightmares so god it's just so scary yeah um another thing that would happen a lot is some it sounded like a person would be walking the length of the house from the attic yeah i've heard that one and one time you were trying to write and it was so loud you took off your headphones and go shut the fuck up i don't care yes i have done that and you know what it never happened again yeah. after that there was one other experience I had and it's just kind of a small experience but and it it doesn't make a good story but here it is i was sitting at my desk in that house in the tulsa house yeah and uh there's a big loud wolf growl like, grrr, like angry under my growl. desk scary i was there i was like on the it side wasn't of the small like a raccoon or anything like that it sounded like a wolf like guttural growl and i look under there obviously there's nothing i i didn't feel scared because it just seems so absurd Absurd is a great word. We were so confused. Like, it, it, I was confused. Like, there, it it was under the desk. It wasn't under the floorboards. And we did not own a TV, so no. there was not a TV on. There was, And it was direct, the, the sound was directed under the desk. Like, that was where it was emanating. Like a vicious, angry animal. Yes. Yeah. And I, I had no reaction, and that's it to the story. Like, you, well, me and no you just looked at each other, line. and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like what? What do you do with that experience? Like, who's going to believe know. you, and what does it mean or matter? Doesn't <laughs> matter yeah. at all. Um, and so I wanted to—I've never told this to anybody but friends and family. So I'm going to share it with my my pod family now, mm-hmm. the pod people. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure as a kid I was abducted by aliens. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, um, I was six, and I lived in Owasso, Oklahoma, and had a cute little room, and it was decorated all in, you know, brown, because it was the 80s. It was just daisies. Like, that was my pattern. I'll, I don't know why I forget. I just can't forget, like, the bedspread. It's, like, burned into my memory. <sighs> very 70s or something. It was very, very 80s. Trust yeah. me. Like, TV may have been neon at home brown. Right. Wood paneling, fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mom smoking her Marlboro Reds. That's what that's what the eighties were about. Mm-hmm. But I wake up and the light. There's light in my room. Like it's really bright, but it's blue. It's like electric blue light in mm-hmm. my room. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a very fearful kid. I was just really curious. And when I moved to get out of bed to go look out the window, because it seemed to be coming from out the window, um, I was in the air. Yeah. And if I could, like, pedaled my feet like I was on a bicycle, it kind of propelled me around the room. Man, I was having a great time. I was like, I can fucking fly. This is lit. Right. I was just laughing. I was delighted. It tingled. Like, it felt like your whole body fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And it felt weird, but not, like, bad or anything. And then I remember I couldn't control it anymore, and I was being pulled towards the window. Yeah. And I had a nice almost picture window in my room. And because of the light, I couldn't see what was making the light, just that the light was coming from the window. Mm -hmm. And I got scared because I thought I'm going to crash into the window and I can't stop. Mm -hmm. Started going fast. And then I black out. Yep. No good. I woke up in my bed backwards, turned around the other way, sleeping towards the foot of the bed, which I still do to this day, by the way. I Mm -hmm. sleep at the foot of the bed. Yeah. 
I'll turn around on my own and do that. Yep. And I had several other really strange childhood experiences like that after that. Another one was I'm walking into the living room. It's like, it's like maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon because I had just gotten back from like preschool or something or kindergarten. I don't remember. And I wanted some cocoa puffs. Mm-hmm. Who cocoa doesn't? Puffs. I could do it right now. I will lacerate the entire roof of my mouth for some or, cocoa or puffs. Or peanut butter Captain Crunch. Yeah. That shit will just make you bleed, but it's yeah, so good. I'm here for it. Um, and there was a, a small window by our couch that looked out into our backyard. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm just, I won't have a backyard ever again. We have a cliff. We have a cliff and I'm yeah. fine with that. Right. And there was a four foot tall owl. White owl, like a barn owl, just standing there. That's fucked up. I do know that that's a screen memory or yes, something. Yes, I'll explain it to him in a second. Mm-hmm. Now, it had it been a regular owl, I don't think it would have... It scared me so bad, I wet myself. It could have been Stolas. It was not. Oh. Um, that's a goetic demon. He's, a, he's an owl. Yeah, Prince Stolas. He's an owl with long spindly legs. Anyway... Uh, and later in doing paranormal research and stuff, that is called a screen memory to where the aliens make themselves look like a deer or an owl. And instead, it was just one of them creepy little fuckers watching me. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, they ever come back for me, I'm going to fight the fuck out of them. Punch them. I will pick one up and beat one with one. That's good. That's good. That's how you fight. Yeah. You beat a motherfucker with a motherfucker. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. I will roundhouse kick. I will just, I'll tear them apart like soft bread. Right. I had enough. Uh, I don't, like, was it real? Was it a child dream? I could not tell you. But it definitely made so much of an impression on me. I still sleep facing the wrong way. Right. You do. I I can vouch you do that. It annoys you sometimes. (laughs) You're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Or I accidentally kick you. You do. But to be fair, you accidentally pet me. In your sleep, like you're trying to pet, you're just slapping, just <laughs> whomping me. It's cute. Uh, yeah, but I, I also had other really strange non-alien experiences as a kid. Mm-hmm. One was I was in um, our little like breakfast nook area. Mm-hmm. I was eating breakfast, watching some cartoons, and I see movement in the bush outside. Uh, you know, out the window because mm-hmm. it overlooked like our little dogwood tree and some like little pansies and stuff, like a little garden thing there. And when I look at first, I thought it was like a, I don't know, like a rodent or something. It's a little brown man. <laughs> and he was just like a brownie rooting around. He had clothes on, but they were like dirty, like English peasant clothes. Yeah. And he had a little cap on and scraggly, weird gray hair. Like wiry hair. Uh-huh. He was the ugliest little man. We're talking like two feet tall max. Right. But kind of chunky. He had a belly. Yeah. And his belly was hanging out of his shirt. Yeah. And when I looked at him, I was delighted. I was like, oh, it's a small man. Like a gnome or something. Like a little gnome. He looked, he was so mad, he threw dirt at the window. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, f- fuck you too. And I tried to tell my parents all these things. I was like, I flew in my room, and there's a little man that lives under the window. They just thought I was making up shit. Well, obviously, yeah. 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 I wasn't. But again, I have no idea if any of that stuff happened. I'm going to say it did, and I'll tell you why. Shit still happens to me, and I'm 43. Right. And it has had many witnesses. You, the kids, Mm -hmm. friends. Yeah. I have terrified friends. I I gave our last, one of our last roommates, like, an existential nervous (laughs) breakdown crisis. Right. I I just, like, oh, there was another paranormal experience that happened at Tulsa, and this was a frequent one. We saw shit in the sky when we were there. Constantly. The first thing I ever seen was... We were, we were, there was a meteor shower, so we go lay out in the, in the backyard. Yeah, put on, blankets yeah, out and stuff. And we lay and stare at the stars all romantically. It's smooching, yeah. yeah. Smooching. And I had my eyes fixed on a star. And by star, I mean it wasn't a satellite. It was a fixed it dot still in the for sky. still for a long time. But after it was staying still for a long time, but then it moved to the side and disappeared. What the fuck? Like it just moved perpendicular, like a perfect line. And then it disappeared. And I had been staring at it for a couple minutes, so it wasn't like a thing. Yeah, it wasn't a satellite or. And uh, uh, that happened several times, many times. and then 
me and producer Will saw, I guess, a UFO in the in the front yard. It was sunset. There was no stars out, mm-hmm. but there was a twinkle at the edge of the horizon. It then the twinkle moved up very fast and then zigzagged across the sky, and it went on for like five minutes before it went behind a tree line. But it was just. Fucking! I came out and caught the tail end of it because they were screaming and, in the front yard. Me and Will yard. saw it together, so yeah, it wasn't Will like was something. I, and I don't have epilepsy or anything like that. So, no. um, right before we moved, I could. This is going to sound crazy, so I apologize in advance. But I could tell when that you could go out and see a light in the sky. Like I could just you had sense a tingling that it was sense. there. Yeah. And I had been telling my roommate that a couple days before and she was like, eh, bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. And I was like, it's cool. You don't have to believe me. But then I got the tingle again. And so I said, Hey, come outside with me there. Your epilepsy like antenna went off. Yeah. And we go out there and there's this red orb. Uh-huh. Towards the fairgrounds. Yeah, because we we lived right by the Tulsa, um, what do they call it? The, the Tulsa County Fair or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it was not the time of the fair. Uh-huh. The fair had long been over, so there weren't any yeah. rides out there or anything. You can't see those from our house anyway. Yeah. And this was way up in the sky. Yeah. It was a big red, reddish-orange orb. Yeah. Like a perfect ball. And first it dropped down like it was falling, like it was crashing. And then it slowly rose back yeah. up. And it did that five or six times. Her face went gray. Yeah. And she went in and threw up and wouldn't ever yeah. talk about she, it again. Yep. Then she went crazy. Yeah. That, that's basically what happened. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she, had a, she had a really definite, like, psychotic break after yeah. that. She's not, we don't have roommates anymore. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really think that affected her. She Mental left health. her notebooks too, and that was a trip. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I read those. Anyway, so uh, we want to talk about the stuff that we do and that's available to yes, our listeners. So, so here's like, of course, we're writers and artists, and me and Maris have written books together. Yeah, they're dark fantasy. I have solo books too. Yeah, I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. You give me a second. So they're dark fantasy books, and uh, if you like, you know, elves and such but they're not boring mm-hmm. and uh like political intrigue but it's not game of thrones sexy time lots of sexy time and magic mm-hmm. then you'll like these books it's kind of like if edgar Allan poe and elves had a weird baby yeah that wanted to kill you and make out with you right maybe at the same time right that's the books of Belshalara and they will be linked and they're free to read Where there's gonna be seven there's a total I think is there three up there's two up two up okay yeah. And I'm, I'm working on getting three ready to be put yeah. up. I got to format it. It's a pain in the ass. And then Maris has some solo stuff. I devil terminus and I devil. They're uh-huh. both in kind of the same universe, and they're about the devil. Yeah, I devil is a comedic love story about the devil. It is very good, very, very funny, sad. Yeah, and, and very sad. Lots of feelings. All the feelings, and it's probably one of my favorite books I've ever read. I devil in parentheses a love story. That's right. <laughs> A novel. A novel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be up too. If you want to see our art, you can head to Instagram, Facebook. Feel free to friend me on Facebook till I run out of space for friends. On Instagram, Amaris Asterius, A S T E R I O S. I thought you were Marquis Moth on Oh, I'm, I might be. You're Marquis Moth. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot, is what I am. Look, all the links are already there, though, okay. in our link tree, so you can find us there. I do make soap, and people have been asking, Lillian, where's your website? Well, it's $300 a year, and I I'm too broke, so I am moving to a cheaper hosting. Give me some time. It'll be up if you want my soap and candles. But they could message you. And that you can always message me saying, girl, you got some soap. The answer right now is no, I don't. But you can say, girl, you got some candles. And the answer is probably. Yeah. But for a very limited time, I sell out like instantly in my candles. I do art as well. Uh, I'm not currently open to commissions and Maris on a very limited I do star maps. I will illustrate them for you. That's the day and time of a special event, like a birthday, anniversary, even a death date. The day JFK was shot, I could illustrate it. And it is the position of the stars on that day, and he'll do a beautiful watercolor painting of it. Um, A star map. Yes, it's beautiful. Um, I do things called art snacks. They sound delicious. Yeah. No. So it's a two and a half by three and a half card. 
like watercolor paper and I'll do a portrait of your pet. I'll do your favorite animal and I do it in a really, in my style and it's really cute and they're kind of like mini commissions and I do those all the time. So you're going to do a dumpster deck. Oh yeah. I'm working on a tarot deck right now called the dumpster deck using garbage animals like possums and raccoons and coyotes and stuff. And, uh, I'm on, like, I've sketched out maybe the third card of fucking 78. That'll be up on Kickstarter as soon as the paintings are finished. And we'll be writing erotica. Well, more like, a, kind of like spicy romance. Yes. Not quite erotica, but not quite romance either. And that'll be on Kindle Vella, and I'll... It, I'll have that up for you guys soon. Basically, Kindle Vella is really cool. It's like serialized novels. So there are installments every week or every couple days, however soon I finish it. And uh, that'll be in our link tree, too. But that's about it. And we've almost gone on an hour. Okay. Well, I hope that our listeners, our teabags, know us a little better. We yeah. have no credibility, no, no expertise, None. no schooling. Uh-uh, dumb, dumb idiot hillbillies. That's right. That talk about ghosts. And crime. And art. And art. Yeah, but if you have any questions for me or any of that, hey, you can ask. I'm not scary. You can email me or get a hold of me through, like, social media uh, and join our Discord. We do have a Discord. For people who listen to the show. And it's become, like, its own cute little, like, it's a club community. It's a little club. That you should club. be in. Yeah. Lots of people in there to talk to. And we talk about true crime, our pets, all kinds of fun stuff. So, mm-hmm. Please do join. And also, please leave us a review on it Apple. Only if it's five star. If you've got one star, take that star and put it in your butt because I don't want it. <laughs> well, you can message me and, and like request something to be improved or a correction. I'm happy to listen. I want to improve. Uh, now, I recently got a one star because this lady said I got a fact wrong. And then I Googled it and I was still right. So I was that, like, wow. That one star can go directly in her butt. It can. Yeah. So if you want to go give us a a nice review to compensate for whatever the fuck that was, Mm -hmm. would surely be appreciated. Otherwise, we love you guys. And next week's Maris Monday is going to be about alternative dimensions. That might be a lie as per tradition. Nope. This one's true. I've already done the research. Okay. So we're good on that. And this is Celebrity Month. And the first case that's going to be, I, I don't want to tell you because it's, Willow's doing it and she'd be mad if I told. So I won't. It's a hmm. surprise. All right. All right. Well, I love you guys and I'll talk to you later. Wait. Bye. Whoa. That was a weird thing to say. Like, I Oh, it was like we are on the phone. No. Uh, well, good night. Bye. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.